influencers. Let's get bouge. Listen to Abe Thompson for an hour. I'd rather fuck a blood relative. It's Abe Thompson. Live on a Friday night, it's half past seven. Welcome, 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 one and all, to episode 176 of Aid Thompson and Other Disappointments. I'm your host, Aid Thompson, uh, or at least I used to be before you know this week went kind of downhill for me. Wednesday, I did the solo show, that was episode 175. If you guys haven't checked it out yet, that was about gun control. Um, specifically over in the US because they've just had another shooting. Not that you would know that because it kind of sank without trace over here. We were all too busy having some sort of, I don't know, national flag wank last weekend. I don't know if you read about that, guys. But um, uh, yeah, anyway, there was a a big shooting in Texas. Uh, Another bunch bunch of people died. And uh, I was going to riff and roast and ridicule and rant about that. And then somehow I went off on a tangent for an hour uh, and started talking about a shooting that happened in one of the most expensive parts of the world, like a part of California, Santa Barbara, that happened. This shooting happened about nine or ten years ago. Um, and it sounds really dark, sounds like not an episode that you would be able to draw an awful lot of laughs out of. But yet, weirdly, I had a good time doing that episode. So if you haven't checked it out yet, that's episode 175. Go and uh, go and grab it off Spotify or Apple now. Um, then Thursday night, out doing stand-up. That's at uh, We Are Funny Project in Dalston. I'm there every Thursday until the end of June, guys, because uh, for my sins, due to someone's fucking admin error, someone at Glastonbury Festival is about to lose their job over this, I'm sure, but someone has fucked up and put me on the lineup at Glastonbury, and uh, and so now I'm in, like, panic mode. I've got to find some way of just cobbling together some set of clever, funny, political material to wheel out in a hot tent in Glastonbury in late June. So I'll be in Dalston at a bar. It's a bar called Fars. Uh, Fars School of Dance, it's actually called. Um, although I will not be dancing. I cannot stress that enough. The The performance that I'm going down there to practice every Thursday from now until the middle or end of June is not dance related. Uh, it is stand up. But if you're at a loose end every Thursday for the next few weeks, I'll be at Fars in Dalston. Um, and yeah, I, I didn't get home until late. And then my, my daughter woke me up early this morning. And I'm just I'm in pieces, guys, guys. But here to help me get back together, uh, here to repair the damage that I've done unto myself this week. I'm super psyched about my guest who's joining us tonight. Um, she I, I first became aware of her. I first encountered her content on the social network app uh, TikTok. A uh, friend of mine, guy who was actually on the podcast a few weeks ago, uh, a guy called Jules, although he goes by Bedhead uh, on TikTok, um, he sent me a link to her stuff and he was like, you have to try and get this lady on your podcast. She's fucking brilliant. And so I watched a video and then I watched another video and I was like, you're right. She is great. I'm going to try. So I put out the feelers and I I said, look, would you be interested? Not everyone is up for coming on podcasts. And she's like, yeah, man. Yeah, I'll do it. Um, so... Yeah, super psyched to have her on tonight. Um, I mentioned she's on TikTok. She's a left-leaning voice on there, but she is also an ex-Catholic school teacher and now OnlyFans performer. Uh, so very interesting lady, and I can't wait to uh, to find out more about her. Please welcome to the show, Star B. Woo! Hi. 
Hi. <laughs> hey there. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Oh, good. I'm okay. I've got a beer in hand now. I've got you. Uh, I've got my podcast. I've got people in the live chat. Hi there, Silent. Hi, Paul. Hello to... Have we got anyone else? Doesn't look like it yet, but... Uh, oh, you'll have to yeah. tell me what they're saying because I can't see it. Oh, is it, so it's in the uh, the YouTube thingy chat. They're just saying hello. Uh, one of them says he's grabbing a beer. Nice T-shirt aid. I'm, I'm glad that people are feeling the yeah. T-shirt. I like the T-shirt as well. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, look, I'm selling them in the merch store, so I, I, I don't want to, you know, don't want to promote too much. But, um, I mean, they say always be promoting this shit, right? Yeah. Um, let's let's sort of give people a bit of an introduction to you and, and your background. Let's start with the TikTok shit, and then I'm going to delve into the OnlyFans stuff. Um, okay. So how did you first get onto TikTok? Because I kind of, I've bored my listeners with my sort of journey on that. It was in the pandemic parenthood i was kind of isolated i picked up this app i started ranting about the royal family and so, like the next day it had caught fire you know loads of royalists saying you don't know what you're talking about and then a load of uh, like anarchists really or republicans like going like yeah yeah right on and i'm like wow okay this this is something new um how did you encounter tiktok how did that whole thing start your mind was a bit different i had about 20 followers which were mostly my family right and it was my 30th birthday and i was going out i did a one of those shaka boom transfers yeah or transition videos and i looked like absolute shit at first and then looked nice put my phone away did not open the app again because the only time i opened it was when i was sat on the couch on the evening so i yeah. enjoyed my night went to open it the next day 1.1 million views. Yeah. I had over 10,000 followers, notifications. Oh, you're on the creator fund. All because of this video. So I think my next video was something like me going, oh, by the way, I look like shit all the time. <laughs> and all the people that bullied me at high school, haha, go fuck yourselves. <laughs> or something like that. I suppose but, it's like, were you kind of like, where do I go from here? Because like people have seen. I look like this and then I transition into that. So is then the follow-up video like, I still look like this or? Yeah, I, I made a few more. Um, I think most of them at first were like transition videos, but I got a bit bored of that because putting on makeup's a lot of effort <laughs> and I'm not very Fair. good at it. It's, and I just, yeah. So I just waffled about whatever I wanted. Yeah, it's infinitely easier to just kind of sit there and rant about politics yeah. or the world or inequality. Um, Although, I don't know. Am I qualified to say that? I've literally never put makeup on in my life. So what the fuck do you I know? You should give it a go. Do you think? Give it a go and make a TikTok. See how well it does. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I am struggling at the moment. I really feel like I've hit this this plateau. Like for a while, I was like on the up and up. I was like, people cannot oh, get yeah, enough of that. my so shit. Say again. You'll get like a certain amount of views and then you'll get a really good video and mm. then your views will be all right and then they'll plateau for a bit again. Mm. Well, I'm definitely in the plateau at the moment like yeah. my twitter's going really well but tiktok is like and it fucks with your head a bit right because it's like for a few weeks thousands and 500 more have followed you and then another thousand and you're like this is cool okay i found my niche people are loving me and then you think maybe i've literally topped out i found every single person in the uk who can be bothered to listen to my drivel <laughs> and that like there's no more like how do i get more followers no no that's it for you you've 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 maxed out now um see i think that's the thing don't have a niche everyone i always get asked that what is your niche um 
I don't have one. No. I, I'm, I'm a fitness influencer. I'm on disability talk. Yeah. I'm a spicy accountant. Yeah. Um, I do funny videos. I do transition videos. I do like reviews. I don't have a niche. No. I just post whatever I feel like. And that seems to work. Some days I'll get absolutely no views whatsoever, no notifications. And then I'll make a video trying to embarrass my mom and asking her whether it was her or my dad that likes to be choked and spanked and she, uh, absolutely destroying me. <laughs> and then boom, two million views. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone knows now that my dad was yeah. a right dirty one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's good to get that out, right? Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it must be nice though to know that, like, so if you don't have a niche, like, I would I would probably box myself into a, a pigeonhole. I would say, like, you know, politics slash satire. Like, yeah. I take whatever the news story is of the day. I rant about whatever doesn't make sense about it to me, and I try to think of some sort of comedic device or mechanism to exaggerate it or to turn it into a funny metaphor or something. But that's kind of my shtick and like whenever i try and step outside of that this is going to sound really tragic now but like whenever if i do a like a little 60 second sketch or like something about music or yeah. you know something that's comfortably outside of that pigeon hole uh the views fucking tank and i'm like oh wow like whereas with your like because you're quite broad in the topics that you cover that's a sign like the fact that you've built a following around that that's a sign that they are actually bought into you like as a person your personality how you come across i worry that because i step outside of my pigeonhole and the views go dead it's like oh so they don't really give a fuck about me it's like they're just interested in brexit or they're just interested in republicanism or you know what i mean so they're interested in the news and the message you're bringing Mm. whereas with me they they don't really give a shit what i'm saying they they just like the look well it could be that or like to laugh at (laughs) that's a very generous reinterpretation of what i'm saying thank you i appreciate that um okay so so then you got into tiktok and uh and and the videos that i've seen are, are sort of more social commentary based i think one of them i saw was a response to a lady who was was she mocking people for eating a McDonald's or unhealthy eating habits or something? Yeah, I didn't I didn't expect that to go as big as it did. I saw another creator comment on it. It was a girl saying, I'm very, you know, snooty about what other people buy. And she saw someone buying poor people food. Right. And then and people wonder why they're ill. It's because of this, that and the other. While she's sat in a mansion. Yeah. And I'm just, I just got fed up of watching people, one, say, oh, if you want to be fit and healthy, you have to eat X, Y, and Z and never eat anything unhealthy because you'll be dog shit. Yeah. That's not true. And then they're basically slagging off poor people. Yeah. And so I decided before I, before I do go at a creator, I go through all the videos and have a look and see if maybe I'm wrong because I really don't want to have to apologize. Yeah. I will if I'm wrong. I really don't want to have to. So I found videos of her where she was laughing about the fact that she thought she'd robbed a homeless man. The fact that, oh, why are all these povos striking? It's ruining my skiing holidays. Yeah, yeah. And I just thought, yeah, I, I can shit on you. you you're a bitch. Mm. 
I mean, you're what you're like. You're obviously a way nicer person than I am because I would just take <laughs> I would take like thirty seconds of somebody's TikTok and go, "Oh motherfucker, no, we're going in on you." Like, <laughs> um, I mean, I say that I haven't really. I don't think I've, you know, clapped back is what the kids call it, isn't it? Yeah. I don't think I've really clapped back on other <laughs> TikTokers yet. I've done it on Twitter, like I've, you know, written whole sketches about Darren Grimes and like tagged him <laughs> in them and shit. But, um, uh, but yeah, okay, so. So the the thing about the like the uh the food and the the health uh video that kind of struck a chord with me was it it reminded me of a conversation that I had with my girlfriend where she was saying like these people who um get on their high horse about healthy eating and you shouldn't eat this junk food and you shouldn't like that's unhealthy and that's why you're sick all the time and she was like, they have no concept of privilege. Like they are able to buy the healthier foods because they have fucking money. Like for people who are actually really struggling in the socioeconomic yes. corners of society who don't have that option, they just have to buy cheap, fast shit food to make sure that there's like, so, I mean, it's look, it's not always cheap, fast shit food. We all know that. But it like where you don't have i don't know childcare or where you don't have an extra pair of hands around the house to help you sometimes it is just easy to quickly grab something and chuck it in the microwave yeah and the judgment that comes from people where it's like well why don't you prepare fresh food for your children like it's just like you have no fucking idea what you're talking about and so when i saw your video i was like oh finally somebody gets it yeah it's food for health for mm. some people if you have that privilege or substance to survive. Mm. Some people go to work, you, you know, 40, 50, 60 hours a week to come home just to get enough energy from their food so that they can go to work to survive. They, they, they're not fussed about being healthy. Yeah. They're just fussed about making it through another month or another week. Do you think there's an element of ego to it? Do you think it's like... Let's say I am a gorgeous 25-year-old model in a mansion uh, engaged to a billionaire and I'm doing YouTube videos criticising poor people for the food choices they make. But actually there's a, a comfortable layer of ego to it where I'm like, I get to hold up my, my thing and I, I'm saying like, look at me, look how healthy and nutritious I live. Do you think there's an element of that to it? Yeah. It's it's similar to um, if I ever see a guy in a very, very nice flash car, mm. I immediately think you are either bad in bed or very, very small down there. And mm. that's not me having a go. I feel like you're compensating for something. Otherwise, you'd just buy a car. Yeah. I, I've, I've now, with my job, made a decent amount of money. And I remember my ex saying, like, oh, and looking at cars. And I said, it's it's something to take us from A to B. Yeah. That's it. I, I don't need a penis extension. Yeah. It's just a way of showing off to other people. And if you're happy in yourself, you, you don't need to show off to people. Yeah. So it's something lacking in them, ultimately. If you feel like you need to tell people how they should and shouldn't be living for them to have a good life like you. If your life is so good, then just go and live it and leave other people alone. Mm. It's, it's that simple. Yeah. Yeah. And let's, let's, let's talk a little bit about your journey from, so we've, we've touched on TikToking, social commentary, um, 
But sort of in the background of the context of all of this is this kind of career move from Catholic school to OnlyFans. So was that like after it's, the TikTok? It's quite a big leap, yeah. Or was no, that it's, before? No, it's a big leap. Like, um, how the fuck I, did I that work, happen? I worked in a Catholic school for mm. years. Um, I was a teaching assistant. I was back at university doing um, deaf studies and education, which I still do deaf studies. I'm a level two. Well, nearly a level two in BSL. Um, I stopped doing my job in a Catholic school, not for OnlyFans. It was to care for my dad full time. Right. And then during COVID, um, the bastard very selfishly died. Oh, so, hate yeah. when they do that. I know. It's just so mean. Um, so I ended up without a job during COVID and I had to go and be a waitress during the height of COVID. Oh, right. Tough market. Because... I, I was being paid as a carer during COVID for my dad. Yeah. So then I had to be a waitress straight after my dad died. Um, and then, yeah, I was I was just doing odd jobs like working in a burger van and yeah. doing anything just like to survive. Minimum wage, trying to get, like, minimum get wage by. Minimum wage jobs yeah, yeah. while COVID and no one was secure. So it was like out in a burger van. So it was outside, mm. but... Do, doing any job that I could possibly do. And then TikTok happened. I was moving into a new house and then my roof caved in. My entire roof Fuck. just went to shit and I needed about 40 grand. And I'm not up for asking people. Yeah. I did not have the credit scores um, because I, I didn't have credit cards or anything like that. So I didn't have a good enough credit history yeah. to be able to get a big loan like that out. Um, so I just went, do you know what? Fuck it. I'll get my tits out. See if it'll make us any money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it did. And I was so nervous about doing it because I thought, oh, no, what are people going to think of me? Because I've always been the housewife, nice, sensible, kind person. Yeah. Honestly, the best thing I've ever fucking done. Because... <laughs> No one has been mean to me about it. All the people that I thought would be nasty were in my messages going, how do I start up my own account? Yeah, I bet. But like, do it anonymously. And I was like, I I just love it. Yeah. It's given me this sort of power. I'm no longer this, you know. It's. I mean, it can't be, it can't be understated, the power of, like, financial freedom, right? So yeah. before you were existing in a paradigm of just struggle and minimum wage and having most of your money taken off you in tax and um yeah just like worrying how you're going to make it through to the next like four week cycle and yeah. now you're in it sounds like you're in a completely different position where you're able to make decisions for yourself hive off a bit of money for this maybe invest in that um completely different world yeah has it allowed you to not that I'm suggesting that OnlyFans isn't your actual, you know, like passion, the thing that you're really like, but has has the money that it's yielded allowed you to then start pursuing things that you've always wanted to pursue as well? Um, Not really, because I've always sort of done what I've wanted to do. So I, my biggest passion is I'm an ultra runner, which okay. I've always done. I guess I have more time to train for that now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the thing is... I took them photos anyway when I felt good about myself. Yeah. It's just more people get to see them. 
um I get to talk to people yeah. that are nice. I've had one or two, you know, knobheads. Let's let's talk about those. Let's. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've, I've got some of them are absolutely fantastic. I, yeah. I do have I do have a favourite only fan. Oh right, okay. And I, I I don't know if he's watching. He might be. He might never see this. Right. But I have a guy on there that strictly all we do is talk about Red Dwarf. Right. He okay. subscribes to my OnlyFans just to talk to me about Red Dwarf and we send each other Red Dwarf quotes and you know I've sent him like the Rimmer salute yeah yeah that's that's all we talk about man so it's not just most most of it is dirty stuff yeah but I do yeah. get occasionally like people like that on there I suppose the difference is you're so in control of like the model of it like so you're behind a screen or you know taking pictures of yourself so, like, if you were in a strip club, for example, you would feel quite physically vulnerable, even though there's bouncers, even though there's lights and cameras and yeah. everything protecting you, apparently. Uh, you're still in a risky situation. Somebody might physically hurt you. Um, yeah. But you are not just sort of, you know, commander of your own financial destiny with this, but you're also protected behind the laptop screen. So e even if you do have a couple of creeps there, you're, you know, so what? It's like, you know? Yeah. I think that the the worst thing that someone's done mm. is somehow reported my account, so I can't message back at the moment. Like I was logged out of my account, right? And then I've got like my messages restricted, mm. so I can't. I can mass send a message to everyone, but I can't privately message someone, and that's going to be. Sounds like you to... might have sent somebody like a butchered red dwarf quote, maybe pissed them off. Yeah, maybe. No, I just it was just someone repeatedly sending me abuse and i blocked them i should have blocked their ip which you can do if you have an OnlyFans account i just okay. blocked their account and not their ip so then they yeah that sounds like a rookie yeah. error i'd be like i mean if they gave yeah, that if they gave that option on like twitter the way that they do on instagram like you know you can block people and go block this account and any other accounts that this device creates yeah uh, and i'm like that's that's fucking useful because you know how many weirdos and creeps are there out there and they have like an alt account and they can just yeah. start messaging you again um twitter don't seem to be in a hurry to do that and yet i think that would silence so much of the abuse that people get on there um yeah. okay so so only fans is going well um i you mentioned a bit about running um and about setting yourself targets because you've had some like i mean we've, we've touched a little bit on you know the minimum wage stuff and the struggle and your dad and and everything but health wise you've also had some challenges which i would say normally set people back um and yet you've just sort of refused to 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 allow it to stop you like you're like nope it's a challenge i'm gonna fucking i'm gonna do this so could you elaborate a little about what i'm very clumsily alluding to here i have uh, i have something called lupus which mm. is an autoimmune disease um i don't really think i see it as a challenge i think if if you've grown up like i have in mm. the house i did where i had a dad that was like super disabled like right. that guy was like paralyzed from neck down and blind you couldn't be more disabled than that guy he wins yeah um so when someone says, oh, you've got lupus and you'll have to take medication and your joints will be a bit achy mm. and, you know, you might have to go on dialysis and I'll have to wear like heart monitor, like, you know, little things that are going to interfere with my life. 
it's yeah. like, all right, that's not, that's not bad. I can cope with that. I guess it's more like, so yeah, I, I take what you're saying, like in, in, in contrast to what your dad sounds like, you, what your dad went through, um, your situation is a lot easier to handle, right? But if yeah. you are someone who is as passionate about running as it sounds like you are, then that must be or could be very frustrating for people to have to fucking manage that uh, yeah. whilst they pursue the thing that they're interested in. Um, but I saw, so another one of your TikToks, you were talking about that and you had done, was it a 5K run or like a marathon or something with like achy joints and shit? And people were like, how, how did you do that? like yeah. no i've um i have done a couple of 5ks yeah. i've never done a marathon oh okay ever. um i was the uh, great british champion in 2020 mm. which is the great british ultra which is 215 miles in one go fucking hell and i was third overall and first female wow and this is the bit that people don't get about me i fucking hate running i hate it <laughs> I just really like the bragging rights. Oh, like there we go. It's the ego I, again. I love the medal. Yeah. Like, I get that out at every opportunity. Someone wants to tell me I can't eat a burger or yeah. I can't dip a, you know, Papa John's in a pot noodle. You suck it. I've got a big medal that says I fucking can. Yeah. So I, mean, this I is... get to eat what I want. And as long as I just run about 75 to 100 miles a week training. Yeah. I can still fit in my size six jeans, so it's it's all gravy. Yeah, I thought you were going to say, um, uh, like you said, oh, I've never done a marathon. I was going to sort of jokingly come in and go like, oh, fucking quitter, you know, like. <laughs> and then it turns out, oh, I've never done a marathon. I've done like five I've of them in a row, like. Um... Yeah, I've never done a marathon. I've got, I'm doing a fifty miler, mm. not next weekend, but the weekend after. Yeah, and then I've got a. 50 miler in June and then I'm doing the 200 miler again this yeah. year in August. It's from one side of Scotland to the other. Oh wow. So it's from Coburn's mouth to Port Patrick. Yeah. And you run up and down the mountains. Wow. I won't be coming first this time though. I'm not no, in I anywhere mean, near as good shape. You know, take it easy. Right? <laughs> Just like the idea of running like 200 miles. The only only time I'm doing 200 mile runs is if someone snatched my kid and they're very marginally like faster than me and i'm like you know chasing after them that's it yeah. i can't i mean even like even like briskly walking my son to school is you know an effort See, people say that that i i'm i'm a pusher i'm an ultra runner pusher you know i like get drug pushers yeah I, I will i will push people into doing ultras and then when they do they'll tell yeah. me afterwards they understand why i do it or they block you and tell you to. <laughs> yeah. i've not been blocked yet no, no, you've been it, reported though, right? On yeah. <laughs> is that where this has all come from? Like, maybe, maybe I told him to do an ultra, and that's why he yeah. did one. And he hates me now. Yeah, I mean, um, I'd get it if the if you told me to do an ultra on this podcast, I'd be upset. Um, yeah, I, I won't. I won't tell you to do one then. I'm yes, gonna. Good. I am going to try and convince you yeah. that they are amazing, though, mm. because it it sounds brutal. I have I've shat myself while doing one. I've puked like on multiple. Okay. Um, I think my favourite <laughs> memory is doing the uh, Jurassic, uh, Jurassic Ultra along the Dorset coast. Right. And I was on this beautiful path on the White Cliffs, stunning scenery. Yeah. I needed a shit. 
so I dropped trow yeah and just started shitting in the middle of a pass while looking out at these cliffs anyone could have walked past and just yeah. seen a very dirty woman having a shit <laughs> and sobbing hysterically yeah because I had snapped a ligament oh, in my fuck. ankle yeah and I was just there going sobbing, I still finished it. sobbing about your fucking ankle but not sobbing about the indignity of taking a shit in public I get it oh no because I've done that so many times it's untrue yeah yeah. On, on ultras, this is not just like a random thing where I go to the shop and need a... <laughs> Important it's, clarification it's... there, yeah. yeah. And can I just it's say, a... you're not selling this to me right now. Like, you're like, oh, you should no, do it too. See... I'm a pusher yeah. for this aid. You could also shit yourself in public. No, thanks. <laughs> no, but it's like a pride thing. If you go on any sort of ultra running forum, yeah. they will talk about people carrying boats. Mm. And you, you're not allowed to understand that unless you are an ultra runner. Or talking about the coolest place where they've had to shit. And it's it's like a badge of honour. Like a camaraderie thing. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I do. I mean, I'm being facetious here, right? Like, I, I so uh, just after the pandemic, me and the missus joined the local gym. And when the kids were in childcare in the daytime, uh, we were able to, to go there. And for a while, I really got into it. And I, I became the guy who I had always mocked where... <laughs> You know, I'm I'm a guy who likes beer. I didn't really exercise an awful lot. And then after going sort of three, four times a week, I was, I was getting like, you know, the endorphin rushes. I just generally yeah. felt better about myself in a great mood all the time. And then the cost of living crisis hit. And I was like, I cannot justify because it wasn't just like our gym memberships. It was also they had a soft play there for the kids. There's a pool that yeah. my son was doing swimming lessons in. And it's all sort of packaged up together. Came to fucking 400 quid a month. And I was like, I'm getting to the end of each month now and like putting shit on my credit card. This isn't like, this is ridiculous. So, so it all went and now I'm back to my, you know, old happy self. Yeah. Um, See, I, I pay 15 quid for a gym membership. It's pretty good. And that's it. Yeah. I just I go running and that's it. And people get really surprised when I say, I don't actually enjoy running. I enjoy the feeling of finishing an ultra yeah and knowing that i have just done something where about 50 miles back i thought i was going to keel over and die yeah and my brain told me to give up and i couldn't do it mm. and i still did it i've dnf'd so i've not finished an ultra once and that was because it was a 55k in the lake district yeah and i was six months pregnant fucking hell and it was the hottest day of the year and I thought, I'm, I'm putting baby at risk by pushing too yeah. hard on this. So I dropped out. Jesus Christ. But I've done ultra as well. 55k, six months pregnant. Oh, I did the the Dale's Way ultra, yeah. which is 50k, when I was seven months pregnant. Yeah. I did a marathon, like, not a marathon, 30, 30k. No, it's 50k, so it's about 30 miles. Yeah. yeah, about a couple of weeks before one of my kids was born. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to tell my girlfriend about this because she had, and I'm I'm such an asshole. I can't remember the actual like name of the condition that she had, but it was like the same thing that Kate Middleton had when she was pregnant, like really de debilitating uh, morning sickness, like in bed the yeah. whole time. Uh, like the smell of the house set her off. She was just like sobbing constantly, um, and she's not like you know, a sobber. She's not a crier. She's literally never, ever cried. 
throughout the rest of our relationship and that's like 10 years apart from the two times that she was pregnant but yeah she was just in bed the whole time like throughout the pregnancy and i cannot wait star to come in tonight and say like yeah i was just talking to this lady star um when she was pregnant she was fucking doing 55k runs and shit don't do that she'll she'll hurt you will she yeah and i'll allow it yeah because pregnancy sucks yeah it's not fun is it i mean it's not fun for the guy either let's just get that out there but um i have been a birthing partner once and i can vouch for you i would rather be the person giving birth than the birthing partner ever again thank you oh i am not putting up with being screamed out for that long and Mm. being called a cunt for no reason when i'm just trying to help i'd I'd rather be in the pain the way you say this though it's like and being called a cunt brackets for no reason like if, if there was a yeah. reason there it's if like, there was a reason fine. fair enough but i'm 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 letting you squeeze my hand i'm being nice i didn't even get you in this situation yeah like you know normally the man i'm being a friend here and you've called me a cunt way too many times yeah. this is a lot of work I'd, I'd you know what i'd rather black out from the pain yeah. give me some gas yeah. in air fair fair um, um i would have lost a lot of female subscribers now saying that but it's true yeah i'd, I'd rather be the one you're fine you're safe this is a safe space really for that because (laughs) i've checked my demographic and like who i'm broadcasting to and you will be (laughs) unsurprised to hear it is overwhelmingly male and aged between 25 and 45 so there we go um let's talk a a little bit about politics because i'm I'm keen to sort of pick your brain on uh on on the country that we live in and, and society as it is now um you know we talked a bit about struggle and like living on minimum wage uh, and i've i've seen a few of your videos and uh I, I feel like we're sort of coming from a similar place on the political sphere what's your general sort of read on where we're at at the moment do you sort of are you hopeful that we might kind of turn a corner sometime soon because like on the one hand you've got you know the tories collapsing in the polls you've got a strong labor lead on the other hand there's a lot of people saying well starmer's leading labor and from everything that we've seen so far it's looking kind of like a very slightly diluted tory administration that, that yeah. might come in um trump was ejected from power in the us but then now it looks like he's the front runner to be the republican candidate so it felt like you know there's a bit of hope there but then is there really like on on both sides of the atlantic um where's where's your head at are you kind of hopeful for the future i'm one of those people where i'm always a glass half full I always right. want things to get better. Mm. And I, I'd love for things to get better. Do I actually think they're going to get better? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, that sounds really morbid. But it's, it's things like this coronation that we've just had that yeah. I think is an absolute waste of money. Here you go. I can solve it for everyone, right? Let them have their big palaces. Just make them pay the fucking tax. Yeah. It's, it's that simple. Um, they're not going to. Any sort of politician we get in charge isn't really going to be thinking of the little guy. No. And don't get me wrong, I was celebrating when I saw the polls coming in and saw that uh, Conservatives had lost over a 1,000 seats. It was Mm. great. But then I I have that feeling of dread in me. Like, I want to be hopeful, but I know it's going to turn to shit. Yeah. I have this, uh, yeah, sort of similar feeling where... 
I think it's almost certain that save for some sort of, you know, hand of God political miracle insofar as the Tories are concerned, like if it, it would take a lot to shift the polls from where they are now to a, a, a Tory yeah. general election win. So I think it's relatively certain that there will be a Labour or Labour-led government next. And I'm also of the mind that probably what will happen is they will form a government or a coalition and they'll they'll be in for one term and people will go okay you know let's see let's see what labor can do because the tories are so bad really corrupt really incompetent let's see what these guys can do and the country will be in such a fucking state star yeah. it will be bankrupt yeah enough. the gdp and then labor will, be... will get blamed yes exactly like they it, they're not perfect that's the problem <laughs> and it will take so it's like a 10 year job to fix the problems that the tories have left us with and so after like four years, when we're talking about the next general election, loads of people, floating voters, sun readers, male readers who decided to flip to Labour for whatever reason, they're going to go, well, I thought Labour was supposed to be different. You know, I thought they were going to fix everything, but everything's actually just just the same. And I'd be like, yeah, it's just the same. It hasn't got worse. They haven't allowed it to descend any further. Like, can we just a little bit of like BAU would be nice. Yeah. The younger followers won't get this, but they, they've only just gone round the back of the telly. It's, it's going to take a wire. It's going to take a while to sort out all the wires. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But you've all got flat screens now. You wouldn't understand that. No, that is a reference exclusively. The 90s, for... 80s kids will. Yeah. Yeah. I um, I don't know, man. Like, I, I feel like the odds are stacked against... Like Even if they had the best of intentions, if they, if they get in Labour, I feel like they will be slaves of the same like journo political landscape as as everyone else in politics like they will have to uh sing to the tune of newspapers they'll be obsessed yeah. with like headlines and media coverage and why wouldn't they be because like every time you know the mail the express the telegraph really go in on someone what what happens like we all nationally start to hate harry and meghan for example or we all yeah. um go after Brexit, even though we can't sort of pull out any substantial reason why we should support Brexit. Like, they are effectively like a brainwashing industry. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they'll be they'll be just as scared of that um, that apparatus as, as I suppose a lot of the Tories are. And so, yeah, I, I sort of share your um, uh, slightly morbid outlook of that. In regards to America, I, mm. I think that's even worse because I know you said that Trump is sort of in the running, but isn't the governor of Florida also put his name in there as well? And he terrifies me. Yeah, he's just brought. He's, has the bill been passed yet? I'm not sure. I haven't checked, but he's brought the bill for no fault divorce. Mm. So, and uh, yeah. So he's any sort of miscarriage. He's basically taking trans kids away from yeah. their families, or if there is a sibling or a parent that's trans, and even if they're out of the state, that these children are now property of the state. Yeah, that guy terrifies me, and he's now in the running for presidency. So he is, and yes, he is really terrifying. Um, he's he's just as obsessed over you know woke and the the trans debate and all of that stuff yeah. as, as the worst of our politicians are over here. Um, and I suspect the reason that he goes down that avenue is because it's a sort of easy slash zeitgeist way of getting headline coverage. It's like if he says, I'm going to write this bill that's about this and uh, uh, 
yeah and make make children the property of the like if he if it's sort of radical ideas he's gonna get headline coverage um whereas if he just says you know i'm thinking about cutting something tax by 0.3 percent like that's a kind of bo- that's not a sexy news yeah. story so they chase the headlines and the coverage and in, in that respect they are enslaved to the media in the same way that i was sort of talking about with with uk politicians however fortunately that desantis chap is i think quite significantly well fortunately or unfortunately he's not the front runner like trump is significantly ahead yeah, of him yeah no, trump's still up there yeah but I mean, even that's terrifying. It's like, yeah. what would happen if Trump got back in? He would withdraw the like US aid from Ukraine. Ukraine, that war would collapse. It would fall back into Russian control. Uh, I don't know what that does to us and like our foreign policy. I, I won't pretend to be a sort of geopolitical expert on that, but I don't think it would be good. No. Um, do you ever think like, it's been a while since I've asked a, a guest this question. Do you ever think like, with ukraine and the possibility of like a nuclear war and with running out of fossil fuels like like what we're going to do when the oil runs out and with the advent of the climate crisis which every year it gets a little bit more serious it's like oh you know going up by a degree or two degrees next year or within the next 10 years and then the the levels will rise and mass migration and all and growing crops will become harder like all of these things and pandemics and shit like all of these things happening at the same time yeah what would you pitch our like survival at out of so 10 is a dead cert that we survive the next 50 years zero is absolutely cast iron certainty that the human race will probably be extinct in the next 50 years where would you say we are yeah i don't i don't think we'll be extinct i think there'll be a few of us still around Mm. um the climate change thing is what worries me the most because things like pandemics, we go through them all the time. Right. There's there's a pandemic, what do they say, like once every 100 years. Yeah. Um, And we always manage to survive it. The fact that our temperature has gone up on average of about three to four degrees. Yeah. Doesn't sound like a lot, but it was only about six degrees in between the last ice age. Yeah. So the fact that in one 100, in just 100 years, we've managed to shoot up that high Yeah. in the same amount of time that it took thousands of years, that terrifies me. Yeah. So anyone in the Southern Hemisphere will be okay at first yeah. if anything like that does happen. But that's what panics me the most. I always think like with that, it's... There's such a sort of blinkered short termist dismissal that's employed by uh, like right wing, like journalists and campaigners and so on. Like when they they bang on about like immigration in the context of Brexit. Um, But they're they're invariably the same people who dismiss the idea that we should uh, subscribe to a net zero target. Yeah. And I'm always like, if you think immigration is a concern... (laughs) when it's like, you know, 150,000 Europeans who broadly share the same values as you, if you think that's a problem, them coming up on our shores, like, like now, <laughs> wait until the fucking, like, the ice caps start melting yeah. and parts of Europe go are submerged or parts of Africa are submerged or parts of Africa that used to grow a lot of crops suddenly can't grow crops and millions of people are forced to just, you know, 
make their way north, make their way to a cooler climate where it's less immediately uh, deadly in terms of growing crops yeah. and surviving the heat. Like, like the 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 immigration problems that we have in the context of Brexit are fucking nothing compared to yeah. what is just coming down the line. And yet, when you say this to these people, they're just like, "Oh, it's it's called the weather." Star, it's we've always had weather. I've I've got family members that tell me that climate change isn't a real thing, mm. and I think. And how hard do you slap them? I, I don't. It's just no point arguing with some family members. Mm. Like, absolutely no point. I am one of those where I'll pick and choose my battles. And with family members who are, if you're watching any of my family members, I think you're genuinely dumb as rocks. <laughs> and I don't argue with you because there is no point arguing with someone that dumb. Yeah. It, but it, so like... they'll, they can sit there and say it and I will let them because I know that no matter what I say, even if I say it in a nice way or say it in an angry way, I ain't going to change your mind. Yeah. So. Yeah, sometimes there's a sort of, you know, Christmas dinner situation. Somebody will say something racist or ignorant that you know yeah. is incorrect or inaccurate or a stretch. And it's just you have to like I always liken it to like holding in a shit, which is I don't know that sounds like a <laughs> reflex. Maybe you're not so familiar. Yeah, with, I but... would I wouldn't know about that. I just, <laughs> I'd but... drop trout whenever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's like it's kind of like it's that discomfort. It's like you know this guy over here, like an uncle or somebody's granddad, will say something ridiculous and you know or demonize an asylum seeker. Oh, bloody like travel lodge down the road's got loads of asylum seekers so i suppose the crime rate will be going up soon won't it they don't even speak english and you just sat there just hating just like yeah. oh fucking hell you know see I, I i obviously get trolls on my page no because I, yeah I'm, I'm a girl who gets the boobs out obviously i get trolls sure um but i i quite enjoy responded to him mm. and i never respond to him in anger i mm. will respond to him laughing and i've had one troll who commented something saying that i looked trans right and i responded like saying it doesn't insult me um i think they said why do i look trans yeah and i was like i don't fucking know uh <laughs> genetics i just made a silly video back and they replied saying you're funny. And yeah. then next thing, they're a subscriber. Oh, wait, what, on OnlyFans? No, just on TikTok. Oh, okay. But that's what I tend to do. If someone's trolling me or having yeah, a go yeah. or saying something, or if I hear someone say something racist or ableist, yeah. I will normally just enjoy making fun of you. I think that's the thing. That's the root. And I've, I've employed a similar tactic before where uh, somebody said something like, like they're like, oh, like I'm, I'm doing a TikTok about, you know, I don't know, Brexit or the royal family or something, and they'll be like, God, you talk so much shit, and I'll be like replying back, going like, Bro, like if you think this is bad, like you should see my Twitter, like you know, make yeah. it a self-deprecating joke, look like you're. In it's almost like sort of the social media equivalent of um, kill them with kindness. Yeah. You know, it's like they come at you with hostility. If you can turn it into a joke and throw it, well, then they're disarmed. It's like that's the only thing that they had in their toolkit was to be hostile and mean. And yeah. now you've turned it into a funny thing. It's like you're, you're powerless. When um, I made my video about the coronation and me thinking it's just a load of shit, I mentioned the fact that the royal family were of German heritage. Yeah. 
oh my god did the royalists lose their shit mm. they are not german they are not german they're fucking off and i was so so <laughs> I, I did make a response video and then i was like Do you know what it's too serious and they're not gonna listen to it anyway but i had a guy stitch me going you stupid bitch wow i'm not even going to explain to you why they're not german because you're so stupid and then he blocked me so i couldn't reply and i was so annoyed but i managed to save the video so i will at some point reply to him um yeah. but yeah I, I was thinking german king 17 16 you know george louis and then blah 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 blah. you get to queen victoria her mom was uh saxe coburg gotha Mm-hmm. So she was half German, was Victoria. Then she married a cousin who was German. Yeah. Coburg Gotha. They had that last name until 1917 during the First World War, and they were like, oh, it's a bit German. Yeah. We're going to change it to Windsor. And But then even then, like, wasn't it um, like the Queen married Prince Philip, and his, his, oh, wasn't his family was like... Mount Mountbatten, that's a German name, isn't it? Or am I showing my ignorance? No, so his last name, I'm going to have to Google it because I, I I can't remember. I thought you read all that. the books, Star. I know. I did read all the books, but I cannot remember Philip's last name. And you'll understand why in a minute. Mm. Um, Philip's name before marriage. Um, oh, did they assign him that name then? Is that like a regal? So he was given the name Philip Mountbatten. Yeah. And he denounced all his titles That's before right. he proposed to Queen Elizabeth. Um, but his name before he became Mountbatten was, um, his full name was Philippos Andreu Schelsberg Holstein Soldenberg Glucksberg, Prince of Greece and Denmark. Jesus Christ. How can he be Prince of Greece and Denmark? I feel like that's greedy. Yeah, no. Do they even still have a royal family in Greece, Denmark? I always feel like we're the backward no. one. No, he was smuggled over to the UK in an orange crate because uh, his, his family were basically being... Oh, is that yeah. when their, like, revolution was? Yeah. So... Um, this has been so educational. <laughs> yeah. So when all these people like, you don't know anything about the royal family, I was yeah. like, no, actually, I kind of do. Yeah. And I still don't like them. Yeah. Um, I do understand that they bring in money into the country. Uh, I think... The last well, study was in 2021, yeah. and they take it from tours and gift shops. And bear in mind that they live in these places, so they're not easily accessible. They're not open all year round. And one of them is the, um, you know, the dungeons or whatever they're called. Um, Tower of London. Tower of London, yeah. that's it. Uh, I was thinking dungeons for some reason. Tower of London, where no one resides there, it's just the crown jewels. Yeah. Um, I think it's something between 500 um and 700 million a year it makes in revenue yeah yeah and then the royal uh, well though no, just king charles himself is worth about estimated 1.8 billion yeah and he doesn't pay tax yeah so if he just paid tax he would make more than they make in tourism and the royal family alone only equate to about i think it's two or three percent of the tourism of this country as yeah. a whole well it's also i mean there's so much stuff that's that's banded around disingenuously about this like when they say oh they they do so much for tourism i always like that's my holding in a shit like around the christmas table thing because it's like yeah. oh, like don't don't get me started man like because I, I i understand how appealing it is as a statement to be able to just run to that 
but it's not like there's so much context and nuance to it it's like uh, france that, see... france had a royal family and their old palaces are more visited than the uk royal yeah. places so the idea that if we got rid of our royal family that people wouldn't visit our places like they're already not the most popular if, if they were the most popular in the world i'd be like well maybe they are a bit different but they're fucking not so let's yeah. throw that out people would still come here obviously and as you've just mentioned they're not the most like there's there's a whole fucking country of other stuff that people fly to the uk to come and yeah. see um the idea that people would just stop coming to like through heathrow if we just wound this is the thing that like i'm really going off on a rant here i'm sorry but like <laughs> This is what winds me up about it is it's like you could wind down the monarchy you don't yeah. have to get rid of it like nobody needs to run into buckingham palace and drag the princess out by her hair and fucking town square the bitch like we we, we just need to like not have the pr fucking splurge every day about what kate's wearing and whether yeah. she and megan have point yeah. I'd be happy if they just paid their tax yeah just just pay your taxes that would help greatly mm. I've, I've had people say, but they raise a lot of awareness for charity. And, you know, so he deserves coronation. Okay, right. I consistently raise awareness for blind veterans. I do all my ultra runs for blind veterans. I literally run hundreds of miles <laughs> for a charity. Okay. It's yeah. my birthday next week. I want everyone in this country to give me a quid towards my birthday party. I earned it. Yeah. Because I raise awareness for people that served for this country and lost their eyesight. Yes. And then people go, well, that's stupid. And I go, I fucking know it is. <laughs> and that's how stupid you sound. Yeah. Like. Oh, it is God. fucking ridiculous. It's like, how, on, on what, in what universe of logic can you justify to yourself just the, the nuts and bolts of it? Like there's <laughs> this family who we all just accept were anointed by God. And so we should all put a little bit of money into the kitty so they can live this life of luxury in a palace, even though we live in a, well, allegedly first world country in 2023, where we're all about equality. And we're all about, you know, everyone's got a fair shot, you know, social mobility, you know, nobody's better than anyone else. And yet we all subscribe, well, nationally, we subscribe to this idea that, yeah, they should live in the lap of luxury and um, we all just have to fucking pay for it. It's like I... They are the fanciest council estate muck in the country <laughs> because they are living off my taxes. Yeah, and they aren't working. I don't see them working that hard. I come from a family of miners, and I've I've done odd jobs. I've done waking, watching care homes. I've scrubbed toilets for a living, mm. and I pay my taxes for people that don't really work. Mm. And I don't care about giving to the people around the corner from my house that are genuinely poor and haven't had the same privilege. But I do give a shit about paying for that council estate muck that live in a really nice council house, several. Yeah. Yeah. But then, I don't know, what do you say when people say, but if you take how much money they cost us... And you divide it by people in the UK, actually, Star, it only works out at like four pounds a year per person like what do you say to that i would like my four pounds to go to people that deserve it yes the people that need it yeah i'd like my four pounds to go to the nhs instead or to go to teachers 
Mm. or to go to people that are disabled and can't work mm. because of their dis disabilities or so that a child can get a meal or a decent foster family or the multitude of other things that my taxes could go to in this country than mm. to go to some big lugged twat <laughs> it's 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 great that you're so liberal with saying like lugged twat you can't see my ears like under my headphones right now they're sort oh, of you've got big ears <laughs> yeah sorry it's i don't good. think you're a lugged twat Thank unless you. you're stealing my taxes as well and you plan on having a big party and shoving a hat on no big party yes stealing taxes not so much not really my all right well, you're fine then yeah um i always look at it like if you if it only costs four pounds a year per person uh like a lot of people say oh it's about it's 290 a year per person i'm like no it's fucking not because most of the country don't pay tax like you have a load of rich people who don't pay tax you have a load of retired people who don't pay tax then you've got a load of unemployed then you've got a load of people who can't work for various reasons actually only about half the country contribute to the exchequer in that respect so it works out more it's about two or three times the figure that they always band about but even with that it's not so much that I'm being forced to pay the four pounds. What, like, who gives a fuck about four pounds, right? But it's the fact that we always say we'd love to give teachers a pay rise. We would. We really would, Star. We, we, look. We. This is a difficult decision. We don't want to make nurses broke. We don't want to see nurses at food banks. But there's the just no money, Star. I, there's no magic money trick. Well, okay, if that's true. How can you possibly justify taking the four pounds off half the country or whatever and then giving it to this motherfucker over here who you have already observed is worth like 1.7 billion odd and doesn't pay tax and then pay for his fucking party? It's like if you don't have money, don't blow all of it. Like that's how you don't have money is because you blow it on stupid shit. Yeah. Oh, there's so much corruption. Like the fact that there's so much legislation i don't remember there's over 100 pieces of legislation that liz brought in that don't protect their staff mm. like staff can't claim that they're being worked too hard or that they've suffered any sort of racial abuse or anything yeah. like that in the workplace all this um phillips had his will sealed for 90 years so when journalists have tried to get anything yeah They've gone, oh, no, that's protected under his will. Yeah. There's it's so much. It's shady. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's too shady. Just simply, at this point, I know it's like scraping the barrel, but just pay taxes. That'll yeah. make everyone happier. But yeah. you're not even going to do that. It'd be such a good, like, a PR coup for the... You would think having the, the most expensive state-funded PR department in the world, you would think somebody would go... Guys, got a fucking blinding idea, right? You don't have to always pay tax, right? But as a one-off, maybe for one or two years, we just make it like this big hoopla about how William actually really wants to contribute to the country and he wants to be seen to be someone that is doing the set, blah, blah, blah. And so yeah. you voluntarily pay tax. And like I'm sure he'd be like, oh, that's bloody outrage. But the PR win that you would get for just appearing like you wanted to be a man of the people. Oh, oh my yeah. God. You know, absolutely. absolutely. If it, if Charlie had just turned around and gone, we're going to pay for the coronation out of the duchy. Yeah, we're not going to take taxpayers' money because we can see what's going on. So we're still going to have the big grand thing. We are going to downsize. 
you're all going to get your day off your bank holiday, mm. but we're not going to touch your tax. Uh, tax. We're going to pay for it ourselves. Yeah. Because they clearly can afford it. Yeah. His approval rate would have shot through the fucking roof. I'd have been, I'd have been one of those people going, yeah, do you know what? Go on, have a great day, enjoy yourselves. Yeah. I'd have been joining in if he'd have paid for it himself. But yeah. he, he paid for it. He didn't pay for it. Sorry, we paid for it, even if we didn't want to. Mm. Like that's, it's theft at a certain yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. If w- you took something from me and went, well, I don't care, it's mine. Yeah. I could go to the police. So how's he getting away with it? I wonder what would happen if you took this because, like, you know how, uh, depending on the case, like the defense or the prosecution lawyer will be called like the king's counsel now. Formerly yeah. like QCs, right? Now they're cases. Uh, um, what would happen in the courts if you actually tried to sue the royal family? If you said, like, I don't think this is fair. You know, you've got this equality law here. You've got this and this. But then on the other hand, you're saying that I must pay towards this family. And I would actually like all of that tax money that I've personally been charged to support them. I would like that back. Now, it's a king's cap. Like on on a logical and legal level, I think there would be a case there. And it may even go all the way up to the Supreme Court. But then there's this other part of me, this very British, you know, downtrodden, dystopian part of me or, or depressing part of me. That's like that would never happen because as soon as you launch that legal case, a KC would enter the equation and yeah. talk to the judge and be like, this, I mean, yes, he's got a point, but also this is Britain, so no. <laughs> also, if you were doing about the coronation, it's for the king and the king is above the law. Is that actually a thing that's written or is that just what we all understand the situation? No, it's it's written. Mm. He's above the law. He can't be prosecuted, can the monarch. Anyone else around him can. Mm. I know that Princess Anne has been fined or arrested for animal cruelty to one of her dogs. Yeah. And Prince Andrew, um, at one point, we were talking about, you know, could he be prosecuted, right? I think Prince, yeah, I think Prince Andrew's done something as well, hasn't he? Can't remember what that was. Yeah. I've... He's definitely done something. It's all faded into the background now, and I'm expecting any day now, Star, to see headlines saying, how did Andrew win the public back over? Oh, I know. He's, yeah. uh, you know, seems seems like a good guy. Um, Star, we've been chatting for an hour, so I'm going to have to let you go. Oh, but sorry. <laughs> thank you so much for, for joining us tonight. Guys, you need to follow Star B on TikTok. Um, uh, she's re- like, all of her videos are really great, really funny. Um, and uh, do you know what? Jump on her OnlyFans as well. If you've really enjoyed this yeah. and you like the TikToks, <laughs> Jump over onto our OnlyFans uh, to show us some love. Um, I'm going to be back next Wednesday for the solo show. No idea what I'm going to be talking about yet. It's usually news flavoured and politics fueled. Um, so, yeah, join me for that, in which I will be ranting and roasting and ridiculing and railing against this uh, goddamn awful timeline that we find ourselves situated in currently. Um, and then next Friday... I've got Josh Hamilton. He's the host of the GIST podcast. Uh, He speaks very eloquently about things like cryptocurrency. He's got fears for the future in terms of um, uh, overreach, uh, like like government overreach. Um, He's got some... (laughs) I don't know if I jump on board with all of his theories about like COVID and like lab leaks and shit, but uh he's a he's an interesting guy and i went on his podcast a few months ago and now he's coming on mine next friday so be sure to catch that um until next time that's it from me take care of yourselves we're out this motherfucker
This show was powered by the Binfluencer Cult members over on Patreon. If you're interested in backing the show, go to patreon.com forward slash aidthompson with an I-N right now. The membership starts at just £3 a month and you can get named and shamed or credited at the end of shows like this. So with that said, big shout outs to Bowman, Chris D, David, Mojo Sabian, Pingu, T-Rex, Aaron, Alex and Kai, but also a quick doff of the cap to Jeff, Peter, Sarah, Silent, Ailsa, Anthony, Eddie, Samantha, Mal, Rodri, Stuart and Kerry. Thank you so, so much to you guys for continuing to support the show. And I hope to meet up with you all soon at the next London based meetup or perhaps one of the gigs that I'm putting in the diary or maybe even at Glastonbury this year. All the best and stay booge.